Kidney Clouder, episode 19. We're out now, ticking along. How have you been, guys? Old, right next to me here. Awesome, man. Awesome. Jake, joining us back again on the panel. Thanks for having me. Panel of four today. Yep. Zach, as always. Yeah, man. Quick and sharp. (laughs) First up, I think AFLW is probably the big news that's happened over the last month. Jake? Yeah, I've been um, keeping a pretty keen eye on it. I love any form of footy I can watch, and it's a pretty current form of footy. Um, the Cats girls got their second win overall from their four games against Carlton on the weekend, and the last couple of weeks have been much better form as opposed to the game we played against the Bulldogs in our second game, which was horrendous. Um, we lost to Adelaide in the third week, but kicked our highest score of the year um, so far, and yeah, we beat Carlton by um, five points in the weekend, so we're yeah. in the we're second in the Conference B ladder. Strange to yeah to get thirty seven points on the board, but the high score against that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get pumped by nearly yeah. thirty, so yeah, strange on the scoreline. But yeah, that first match I think we played. Uh, the first scoreline for Cats AFLW was the first ever scoreline for Geelong's league yeah. as well. Yep, back in the eighteen hundreds or yeah. back in. It's 1903. <laughs> exactly. In the inception of the medieval days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> First match at, Biblical at days, Kenya Park was good. Yeah, it was great. They got 18,000 people there and there were some really good really good vibes and the fact that it was a close game at the end and Collingwood were well, could have really taken the game away from them about four or five times in the last five minutes and it was just literally entry after entry and we kept trying to get it out and out and just held on and Held on. We eventually, yeah, held on for the win. I think um, the the town of Geelong really embraced it from that point because we could see that they were really having a crack and the foundations were laid from that point of a big following in Geelong of, of the team. So, Who have been the standout performers for you? Uh, well, Nina Morrison was obviously great in, in the first game, but we'll talk about her a little bit later because of her injury. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely Megan McDonald um, in defence. Um, she's really good at intercept marks and has also been playing a lot of one-on-one on Erin Phillips and um, Tex Perkins from Adelaide as well. And she yeah wins a lot of one-on-one contests and then rebounds it out of defence. Uh, a couple of the younger players like Denby Taylor, who's been playing in the midfield and on the wing, um, have really clean hands uh, with their marks and their handball. And Olivia Purcell has kicked a really nice goal and... Um, seemed to have slotted into that spot that Morrison had left behind. Mm. Um, and then players like, you know, we've got Melissa Hickey back, we've got Rochelle Cranston back from injury and suspension. and Finally, yeah. yeah. Some, <laughs> of the, some more of the quality or yeah. the bigger names. Yeah, the, the bigger games, uh, names started coming back and we found out today that Astro O'Connor and Maddie Boyd have been suspended for one week and two weeks respectively. Yeah. So Maddie Boyd kicked two goals in our first game against Collingwood, so she's one of our leading forwards and Astro Connor's a really experienced Ruckelman and uh, experienced leader of the team and she decked a Carlton girl so she's out Yeah. and Maddie Boyd had a, a collision with a Carlton player that was very similar to an, another one that Sarah Hosking did on Jordan Ivy and Hosking got off and Maddie didn't for pretty much the same thing but it's it might pretty, be a different conversation. <laughs> pretty tough sanctions in, yeah. the, in the women's league when you yeah. look at Rocky Cranston's ban for the amount of matches that they actually play per season, yeah, I'm not sure if that equates or should equate. To... Yeah, well, there was discussion late last year that it should be more of a financial sanction rather than a game sanction. But, yeah, I mean, you can't really deny that if, if someone punches someone, you can't deny that they shouldn't be, you know, taken out of the game mm. for at least a couple of weeks. But yeah, you just have to be 
they have to be really disciplined. Like mm. You can't smack anyone because it's a quarter of your season gone in, in one week. So, mm. yeah. yeah. How do you feel it's been received? But I guess general public in Geelong, that first match cracked 18. Yeah, well, the, fir- the first that, match got yeah. 18. The second match we had a home run. They got seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was competing with the Paco Festa in Geelong. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was a which is a massive thing. So there's probably five thousand people there. Mm. Um, the general reception, I think, has been pretty positive, mm. um, especially when we win. Um, there is like obviously a big percentage of people who either don't care about AFLW or think it shouldn't be happening for their own reasons, um, and those people don't have to watch or, or care about it. But the the main thing about the AFLW is just enjoying it for what it is, and it, it's it's footy and the girls have a crack and they're there for a reason they're not there for to promote anything other than their team and I think exactly. that's an important yeah. thing to remember and also the fact that these are also professionals these are yeah all that they have the uh, doctors nurses someone yep. and yep. in their spare time they just train yeah during the week putting all these hours yeah. to perform at a professional level as athletes and it's it, credit to them yeah, <laughs> yeah. One other thing that um, I was going to add or would add is that Geelong is just generally a football town. Mm-hmm. You know, it lives and breathes by it the does. football club. So <laughs> yeah. any anything related to the football club, a large portion of the population will, Jump will embrace. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's men's or women's yep. or whatever kidding. it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, like... Um, junior footy, yeah. Any, you know, people love football in this in this town. They mm. love football in Victoria, so it's a um a religion of of sorts is, yeah. for for plenty of people. Uh, so yeah, they have a a strong affinity towards it, and so I'm not surprised by some of the positive uh, warm reception. Yeah, yeah, some of the positive reception definitely, and, or a a balance of feedback, but um. I'm not surprised that there are people that are willing to watch or, yeah. you know... Yeah, and, and I think in its third year now, it's the quality's definitely gotten much better, especially with the younger kids that are coming through. Because mm. now that they're actually drafting footballers instead of drafting netballers or ultimate frisbee players or soccer players, the quality's mm. going so much quicker upwards. Like players like Olivia Purcell is like a f- football player. Yeah. And one of the goals she kicked last week against Adelaide mm. um, involved her collecting a loose ball and then a sidestep and mm. then walked into the open goal. And I don't think we would have really seen a lot of that in the first couple of years. But now that these kids are coming in and they've sort of, it might be a stretch to say they've been brought up on football. Obviously, they've probably been brought up watching football, but yeah. they've now been brought up playing football as well because yeah. there's more um, avenues open for girls to play football. I think mm. the quality is only just going to get better and better. And I think it might get better in in bigger leaps and bounds because the facilities that they have now rather than the facilities that the the old fellas would have back in 1902 mm. are much better than mm. <laughs> but mm. much better than that so i think the quality will go up what do you think zach just in regards to yeah. those comments has it changed from i guess from geelong's perception from the, the public that you've come across geelong being in the aflw league this year yeah big change from yeah the old boys, VFL, AFL, AFLW being introduced now, and it's fantastic in my opinion. But from Geelong, the general opinion there, just amongst yeah, no, I completely, I completely it? agree with what the boys said. And I mean, like Ollie said, Geelong's a sporting town. Anything to do with the club, the majority of the town's going to jump on board with. And 
I don't think people care the fact that it's women playing. That's that's irrelevant. It's more games of footy that we get to watch. It's another <laughs> branch of the club, I guess, that we get to come along and support. Mm. There's plenty of women who want to play and good on them. They're, they're going out and they're playing really well and the, the quality of the game's improving and that'll keep improving as well. So I think the town's definitely gotten behind them and supported. I think the fact that it's women makes no difference. And there's also uh, soccer, uh, particularly in, in Europe, or more so in... in um in England, for instance, like your uh, FA Cup or these sorts of uh, tournaments, the women's competition at that level, like Arsenal, Chelsea, various other clubs that have women's teams. Yeah, so there's like a precedent. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same sort of thing. It took a while to kind of mm, develop, but, you know, these bigger clubs have a a presence uh, or, or they have a place for, for yeah. women that want to play. And, the, and there's proof that it can work. Yeah, yes, because you know, it's, it's, been, like it's a... been somewhat successful in yeah. in in soccer in uh, in England. And, you know, they get reasonable crowds mm. um, at their own ground. Yeah. Um, all, all number of people, all walks of life uh, turn out to watch the, the games. Yeah, and I think it just goes back to that point that you made, Zach, is people just want to watch more games. Exactly. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah. We yeah. probably didn't need AFLX. We just wanted an extra JLT. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to AFLX. Yeah. As you're pointing out, that I guess the fact that each year as it grows, there's no need or there's less need for recruiters to go code shopping. Yeah. Seeking cricket players yeah. or for other athletes whereas you can now set a precedent for girls to actually from the yeah. get go Ozki play AFL yeah and here's the top you can reach this yeah and, and the numbers have gone through the roof of I think it was 56 girls clubs of football that opened this for this season in Victoria that's incredible yeah. that's fantastic <laughs> huge numbers that's yeah. fantastic Nina Morrison oh yeah the um, ACL <laughs> Um, a big setback for our pick number one. It was, and and yeah, in the first game, as we were saying before off air, she had twenty two touches and nine tackles, and literally probably was our best player in that first game, and looked like she was going to be our best player in the in our team for the first year, or one of the best players. But like I said, like these young kids are getting drafted with football in their in their mind and in their body. Yeah, she just looked like a ready made player, and it was such a cruel thing to happen that you know our number one pick and a almost our number one player had to go down with an ACL but yeah it was good to see Geelong as a city and as a club getting around her and there was a lot of um, emotional support for her and I, I was glad to see it. it wasn't like oh well people were actually quite emotional about it and, and mm. took it really to heart in, in the space of pretty much one week because a, a lot of the people that would have watched the women's game probably would have only picked it up probably a week or a month before the game as opposed to us, who would have been like watching it from since Paul Wood's been coaching the VFL team for two years. Mm. Um, yeah, in the space of a very short time, it's it's there. It's Geelong's team, mm. and it, she's you know a Geelong player, and a lot of people are upset by it, which is a well, that's a good se- thing. That's her season done. Yeah, it's, yep. yeah, yeah. It's it's done. Yeah, and almost puts into jeopardy some of next year, depending how her recovery goes. But yeah, it was just a real real shocker. Mm. Yep. That aside, though, I think <laughs> Paul Hood has done a fantastic job. Yeah, he has. From the the VFL, bring that in. Yeah, NFL and, and I, it, there was an article that he was involved in talking about how having the VFL 
coaching level um, has really benefited him, especially with getting to know all the girls and just being able to develop their brand in the VFL to then bring into the, the AFL um, W. And I think they got caught off guard a little bit with how fast and how different it actually was to the VFL and they've changed their brand the last couple of weeks to right. include more more tackling and, and pressure rather than mm. kick mark, kick mark mm. and and it was probably still a rude awakening for them as like any AFL player who plays their first um, AFL game coming from the VFL would find out. But yeah, yeah, it's, it was definitely, uh, he's doing a good job so far. Mm. There was no expectation of them coming into their first year uh, and North Melbourne as well, even though they've won every single game they've played by like North 20 Melbourne points. Playing, so like they're playing some pretty decent they, football. They look we, Geelong yeah. drafted really well. well they we got, we North got, Melbourne got ready. They are <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I even saw a comment on, on Twitter, North Melbourne AFLW are the GWS. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting all the handouts from the <laughs> AFLW. But no, they just drafted really smartly and they had the luxury of being able to pick like Minor Hope, Caitlin Ashmore, and, mm. and players like that who came from established clubs. Um, really yeah, and, and, and yeah. their game plan as well just looks phenomenal. They're, they just mm. haven't looked at all like Adelaide's they probably look, the next best look, team. And, they, they look like mm. a level above the whole league. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're going to be the uh, trailblazers yes. for yeah. everyone having to raise their level. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In Hood We Trust. In Hood We Trust, yeah. <laughs> we Trust. No, he's, he's given it a good crack already. I reckon yeah. it's if we don't win another game for the rest of the year, I still think it's been a massive success. I'd agree Just the that. fact that we're Definitely. in the league and yeah. we're even, you know, even the game against the Bulldogs where we played horrendously, we, you can still see they were having a crack and yeah. they've had a crack in every single game. So mm. that's all we asked of that's the both, both teams. Yeah. Sense. Yep. Give everything you got and that's all we asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, switching from the women's, we'll move on to the men's talk now, mm. but the seniors. Zach, I yes. love the, the short, sharp nature sometimes. You give them responses. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate again, and we've, again is the, the word here, Nakia mm. Cockatoo injury. Abductor and hamstring tightness, his contract is up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Short, sharp thoughts. <laughs> um, well, first of all, well, my my source Jacobs told me about a week ago that the the mood inside the club around his future it was quite optimistic before, even when he's gone down. But that's now shifted to be a lot more pessimistic. So, yeah. make of that whatever you like. But the moods changed a lot. But look, you can you could make an argument, I think, for both sides. But if it was me, I'd probably be willing to cut him loose at the mm. moment. If it was me, okay. Devil's advocate, do we want to debate this at all? Uh, I mean, what what's what's to be debated? Like, if he objectively can't get his body right, like he may have all the talent in the world, and we know he has a bunch of talent, but the you know you have to be fit mm. first and foremost to even get on the path. Well, this is the thing. Last year, Geelong showed, and I didn't think they would. We both on air roll saying we thought yeah Menzel and um, <laughs> could be getting a one year extension along with Thurlow as well it was a bit of yeah. a surprise going Ooh. to Sydney mm. so they showed Geelong aren't quite cutthroat when it comes to that and so when it comes to a player that's played four seasons now mm. and his maximum amount of games has been 12 games mm. in a particular season I think it was 11 8 and then just 2 last year yeah. Ongoing, ongoing injuries associated with that. 
Uh, and there's soft tissue seasons. injuries. Soft and tissue injuries for a speed stuff yeah, exactly. is, is the big problem. Yeah. So does that cut you, then you can't be a midfield player, you essentially are a forward pocket for the future if if you are going to crack it long-term at this well, level. We've seen glimpses of him having more to his game than just like speed because he's a prolific tackler and mm. he's been suspended a couple of times for how hard he goes at I think he tackled Michael Johnson one and put him into next week oh, and he got yeah. a week suspension. So if if he gets back, there's obviously I think there's a spot for him in the team. There's a bit as of size a, as, well. as a as a pressure player in the forward line, as a marking target, as a tackling um Max Rook yeah. type. Yeah. Wrecking ball role. And and he doesn't have to use if he's in the forward line, he won't have to use his speed for 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 running, as mm. in with the ball. He can yeah. use that speed, you know, one or two, three quick steps to attack a player, get a free kick and a shot at goal, and that might be his job. But it all depends on the hamstrings and if they if they mm. stay on his on his legs. Um and if they stay there for good. Yeah. I I I I agree with you. I think it's probably his last chance this year, and Geelong lately have have made those hard hard decisions decisions in Menzel, Murdoch, even Lincoln McCarthy. Like we could have kept him, but by all reports, we asked him if he wanted to go, and he said, "I'll go to Brisbane." That's still, you know, we could have kept him, mm. but he's apparently training the house down at Brisbane. But I think we as a as a club have learnt the hard way to let people go because we've had a lot of failures in probably the last like five years yeah like yeah he, like going there's back a, to like jordan schroeder and jesse stringer yes. and, yeah. and players like that yeah, who had, had, who had a yeah. lot of who had a, a yeah. lot of talent but for, yeah. for you know reasons x y yeah. z they yeah. didn't make it yeah and a bit of doing that allows us to go out and be able to get players like jordan clark and tom atkins and charlie constable and all these players which probably will be the next part of the push to a premiership mm. and and you know there's no um, there's no evidence there that that's going to be the case, but it's looking very likely with what we've been hearing about those players. So, and you know, it goes back to footy being a business, and you have to make those hard decisions, unfortunately. And eventually, yeah. you can't you can't just keep someone on yeah. in good faith because they're a nice person. Well, unless you're George Holland Smith, and they keep you for like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> keep for eighteen more. Yeah. <laughs> Where did he go? Um, <laughs> hypothetically, Zach, if Cocky yeah. was fit right at this moment, though. Yep. Would he be in our best mm. 22 when we've seen last season the likes of Narkle playing some midfield times and spending some, some clearance moments against the Bulldogs springs to mind, Jermaine Jones up forward, and this year with the likes of Atkins and Rowan, um, Jack Tucker potentially even maybe playing some, some forward pocket moments as well. Mm. Is he reached... Our best 22 at no. this stage? No. Yeah. Not for me. Maybe on the bench, but not starting 22 on the field. No. Yeah. So get the fitness back, mm. BFL. Fitness, and... is, fitness is paramount. Right? Yeah. That's, if he can't get fit, the rest is even not even worth talking about. He's got to get fit and got to get some reliability in his body and get that durability back so he can string consecutive games together. Yeah, they that's, made that's they made Menzel and his returns exactly when he came right. back, and yeah. if if Cocky came back, they'd do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and prove that he's he can last not just one game but four games. Mm. Had a, a few other injuries to talk about, as most mm. clubs do in the off season. Lockie Fogarty uh, arthroscopy to the hip, so he'll be out, out for another month approximately. So probably we won't play JLT, but mm. you never know when it comes to. 
comes to the home and away season, whether he'll be fit and ready to go and mm. and how he rates compared to the likes of Chook and in the centre whether one want to chuck him in straight from there. Manangola and Tui obviously in twenty late twenty eighteen were had injuries themselves. Um they'll be fit for round one by mm. all reports. They're very important. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like one of their most important players in Menegola. Mm. I think he's been extremely underrated in the competition, let alone Geelong, mm. um, the last couple of years. Um, just he's pretty much come in and he was an elite midfielder. Mm. And we haven't really, like, you blink and, like, he wasn't there two years ago and now he's, like, one of the best midfielders mm. in our team Yeah, with an elite kick. Mm. Um Great so he's, he's really kick. he's so yeah. important for our, for our team. You almost can't yeah. believe he's been off three yeah. different clubs. Lists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Hawthorne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe maybe the best thing out of AFLX was the fact that Hawkins played, and that when you get that notification on your phone, big cat goes down in training. <laughs> what is this? All right, please yeah. no ACL, please no ACL, yeah. please that. Was... But yeah, that was one of the positive things. AFLX as a whole, how did we view it? I, I guess we'll split this into two different dimensions. <laughs> One, I guess we'll view it from the the event side, so the, the marketing behind it, how it was proposed to the public and how it was seen, and the actual game itself and seeing the players out there. So the Cats plays uh, three for the Bolts, Danger, Hawkins and Blitz, and TK for the Deadlies. The event that so the game itself compared to last year, any changes of mind or how, how did you view it, Jake? I think it was better than last year's because last year's sort of felt like it was floundering a bit because there wasn't really like a brand. It was sort of just like, hey, watch this thing, and we'll have you know three games with like four teams or whatever it was last year. And I think condensing it this year yeah. and giving it a theme of like the superheroes and like a night of you know fun and explosions and and like high marking and goals and it was the brand and and what it was re- represented as was was much better than last year so it created it actually it, yeah. it had it did have some somewhat more of an identity yeah it did and last year it was around. just like it was like an enigma it was just like a thing that was on mm-hmm. and everyone was like what is this thing is yeah. this a, an attempt at bbl almost last year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still i don't think it will be that and i, mm-hmm. I still don't think we like really needed aflx but the target market was like 14 years and under and who can play on parks and if you, and if you, you, don't even if you asked a 14 year old kid if they enjoyed it they would have been like yeah it was sick man and yeah. they would have loved it and like you know they had rock climbing and balloon stuff and the kids mm. were playing like markers up behind the goals and if you would have taken like i'm sure i don't have kids but if i had kids i would have taken them to it because mm. they would have loved it and all the kids behind those goals that were like jumping on top of each other <laughs> looked like they love it so yeah, yeah. How about you, Zach? Your thoughts on the the, the match itself? And uh, look, I think the match itself was okay. I'm not really a fan of it. Never have been. I can understand. I can understand what they're trying to do. Model it off the BBL. I guess it won't be that. We don't need it, as Jake said already. <laughs> you look at what's on at the moment. The A League's not a, a huge threat to TV audiences anyway. They can hardly get double figures in the gate anyway. The tennis comes and goes, the cricket comes and goes. So there's no real threat to the AFL anyway, I think. So I'm not sure what they're worried about. But the the atmosphere itself, I think, was good. We had kids from our school that went. Some of them followed AFL and they said it was a good night. Some who followed rugby and other sports went. 
they didn't pay much attention to the game. They enjoyed, you know, the rock climbing and all that stuff. So on the one hand, you know, got them in the gate, which is which is fine, even though mm. it was free to get in. But, you know, they would have got some exposure to the sport, so who knows what sort of effect that'll have down the track. I was thinking about this uh, earlier, how much of an impact or influence do you think Marvel would have had on, <laughs> on the theme this year? Yeah, with the superhero. Oh, definitely, movies. yeah, well, they were yeah. playing at their home ground. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's a smart decision, even if it was yeah. Marvel or the AFL that organised it. Like, that's like, I, I love the Avengers and all the superhero stuff, and I'm yeah. sure 14 year old kids would. Absolutely. So, and the, the bright coloured uniforms and and all that, like the the, the team names, like the Bolt and the Rampage. Like, yeah. that's, that's, if I was a 14 year old kid, I'd be like, that's sick. Yeah. That's awesome. I'd want to jump up. With the names on the back yeah. of the as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Kids actually know. All right, that's Patrick Dangerfield with the ball there. That's yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And and obviously the main draw card is having all like the best players there. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed watching Patrick Cripps, especially. He was he was awesome. Um, but yeah, like you could take any kid because every team is represented. I think for Gold Coast. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was. I think it was a pretty successful thing. The main thing was that no one got injured. Um, yeah. The, the other thing that sort of annoyed me but isn't really that big but like they took yeah. some of the spotlight well the Nat like Nat Fife had elbow surgery afterwards but I think he's going to play like the first JLT okay, game yeah. yeah but they took a lot of the spotlight away from the women's league AFLW yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. people would rather just watch mm. normal footy than AFLX yeah. and on Saturday because there was no Friday night game there was a game at 9.35pm which was played in Darwin, Adelaide versus Frio. I'm sure. I was, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was the only person watching it on my phone. <laughs> I don't think anyone's watching a game of footy that starts at 9:35 when it? there could have been one on the Friday night. Yeah. The second question, I guess, that I was going to yeah. ask, separate to the the round robin mm. the matches themselves, mm. was the way that it was promoted this year. So, in, in terms of the PR, advertising, mm. marketing, compared to last year when. I'll put my hand up and say when I saw this last year and the AFL released a video of an American um, explaining the rules of AFLX, it, yeah. it almost puts off traditionalists yeah. and says, okay, uh, sorry, what is this? Is this meant to be a, a, a version of a BBL for an yeah. AFL? What identity are you trying to create here? But in terms of, I guess, that the PR marketing aspect, how was it? This year compared to last year, in in your view, I'll start with you. Oh, I mean, as I said earlier, it, it was it was at least more apparent the identity. Um, you know, they had they did have a theme. Um, more so this this year than uh, than the first uh, inaugural tournament. Um, however, with the initial tournament at least the teams were the standard teams as in Geelong mm. Adelaide and so on um, there's there's certainly uh, the fun like yeah the fun aspect the the public relations aspect um, of these uh, made up teams or dream teams that each of the players... Bolts, deadlies, yeah. Yeah, each of the players um, develop. Um, they're, they're trying something. A lot of people are just 
perhaps wondering why are they doing it aside from trying to attract kids into the game. But if a kid wants to watch footy or likes footy already, surely they would just like general footy as yeah. in as in standard football. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if if they're into footy, take them to you know take them to a Geelong Hawthorne game, mm-hmm. take them to a Collingwood Carlton game, take you know these b- big blockbuster games. Mm-hmm. So plenty of people would have thought or seen this as somewhat of a uh, of a gimmick and yeah. A, a genuine public relations exercise because they're trying to um, sell something that doesn't necessarily need to be sold or rebranded. Mm. Um, but I guess in twenty eighteen, they're going. They're, they're, going they're, they're going to do it. The AFL, like yeah. you know, public opinion can be as negative as it likes, but. Um, I guess the nature of uh, of companies and so forth is they'll make decisions. Free, why not? You'd always you yeah. go to free stuff, but I think would you pay for it? No, I won't. I wouldn't pay for it. No. Yeah. See, this is one of the issues for me. And the second year running, I, I do accept that identity factor. Mm. They've wind and more with the players, and I like that mm. what they've done. But that goes back to your point, Jack. The fixturing issue, the formatting for me, why isn't it done at the end of the season then? Yeah. If if no one is seriously going to get injured and Dangerfield, Fife, Cripps, these players, they're not going to get injured, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Why isn't it done a couple weeks after the season, the premiership, mm. or even even the week in the lead up to, yeah. for the players that aren't in the grand final to be selected in this mm. draft as just a bit of a, a fundraiser of sector etc and a bit of a showcase because it does take the spotlight off a serious competition the women's mm, game yeah. mm. and and that would be a perfect time to do it in that week off between the grand final or the, the start of the finals and the end of the yeah. home and away yeah. have the AFLW grand the, final and have the teams that don't teams don't make finals yeah, make and, final. and, and, and Zach and I were saying that before like have it yeah like have like a, a state of origin mm. with the teams that don't make finals because mm. it's still Know ten teams worth of elite players, and people want set of origin. That yes. is the public. Yes, that's what they want. <laughs> they really, really, I really think, want. I think it. AFLX is probably the closest thing we'll get to it now. Yeah, because there's there's too much risk involved. Like if a player does an ACL, you know, in round twenty three and a half. Yeah, in between home and away and finals, like the club, if it's a, if Dane Zorko does his knee, mm. Brisbane aren't going to be happy because mm. it's ruined sort of the start of the next season, but. But the you know the traditionalist fan um, is and 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 you know the the traditionalists at, at, at heart yeah. whether they're a player they're gonna absolutely love the prospect of representing mm. their state whether whether or not they go hundred percent is yeah. their decision but like um, you know at least they're gonna be representing something a little bit more uh, concrete than mm. just a team that was made up you know a few in, in a focus group mm. you know I actually think State of Origin would be detrimental nowadays mm. that the way the AFL is going around to bring in the expansion clubs bring in Gold Coast etc down the line who knows if there's potential to move a club Tassie. into Darwin or Tassie, yeah. Tassie. <laughs> then how, how do you are you going to do Victoria versus the rest the rest <laughs> etc and that throws the rest well, yeah. you're identifying Tassie with yeah. 
West Coast yeah. with Brisbane. I don't think it works now. Yeah. I think the allies have always been Queensland and New South Wales. Or that's like that's been the team. Mm. But if, yeah, if I guess I guess you're right. If you if you are, look, but I guess you're right. If you are looking for a state of origin type setup with for a Tasmanian team, for instance, like how many absolutely quality Tasmanian players are there in the AFL that would then be able to represent their state? Like, can you can you make? Just have, just have someone kick the ball to Ben, ben Brown. And then... Yeah. <laughs> but would you be able to make a, a full list of 22 current Tasmanian would, players? There's plenty, obviously, in the league currently. Um, and then assuming, let's say, like Tassie and Darwin get a, a league or a team, that, that the main issue is that is that the, the talent pool's getting, you know, dispersed, dispersed too much. Mm. I think it's probably getting dispersed a bit too much now where the lower ends of clubs are really struggling, mm. where they're playing you know, young kids, where they should be playing just like a normal player. Mm. Um, so I think the best option in that case, and this is another conversation, but would be to move the club to Tassie instead of starting a new club in Tassie. Mm. But that's probably a whole other like, podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah, North or South of Tassie. Yeah. 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 Gold Coast, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back to a bit more directly, John Cass related... Yeah. Talk, yeah. Behind game, closed game doors, sense behind closed and... doors, bracky, yeah. So, not too intense, but um, very secretive. Very secretive. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no Wiley footage. played a defensive role. <laughs> so hopefully, working on his his marking and his. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, got minutes, and by the sounds of it, yeah, that rotated the rocks. Um, yeah. Between Smith, um, Stanley, Stanley yeah. and. And the new one there as well, big yeah, Darcy Ford. Ford. Yeah, yeah, well, I did watch the the Corey Enright interview after about that, and I think the main thing I got out of it was the focus on the younger kids, especially mm. in the forward line. And mm. Jordan Clark tore it up apparently, mm. and um, Tarka played quite well. Tarka um, and Atkins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see Tom Atkins play. Yeah. He's going to hurt people. <laughs> He's going to hurt people. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited to play, see him play. He's going to hurt yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, I, think uh, right there. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, Boris basically just said, we're going to use the youth. We're not just going to let him sit. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm Charlie Constable, I'm looking for a round one game. That'll be the Yacht. same with Jordan. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and Jordan Clark would be oh. in the discussion as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm... Very bullish about uh, about Clark from what I'm hearing. You know, it's a steal, apparently. They, pick, mm, they love fifteen. They which is him. a high pick. So probably uh, someone said he was like one of the best kicks in the draft mm. as a whole. And mm. from his TAC Cup highlights when he was playing for WA, he like literally looked like Michael Hibbard. Like yeah, he was kicking like yeah, just these booming like. 60 meter kicks to hit a target up. He looks so good. Mm. And I back line as it is. T- uh, last year, stats-wise, we had the best the best defensive backline yeah. back in the league. But in terms of that, we're talking kicking out from defense. Apart from Zach Tui, who's mm. a phenomenal kick, mm. there's not there's not much. There's not incredible great kicks no. out from the back. No, there isn't really. Um, so Mark O'Connor held the spot for the last four games of the home and away season, including the, the, the final side yeah. the match against Melbourne. That position potentially up for grabs. Jack Henry, he'd, you'd think he'd slot back into the back yeah, line, yeah. and he'd be. In. That would be such a 
big, like bold move if they've just put Clark in the back line. Yeah, to, from, to start. From, yeah, I'd, I'd expect that there'd be a, a progression there for someone yeah. not to on the not to perform. And <laughs> yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, very promising. Yeah, because because we, I think the the key there is that we lost Cam Guthrie as well mm. during the year, who's probably like, well, should be like one of the better kicks, but yeah. definitely mm. that running carry. Was yeah, a big mm. loss to us. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairly potentially as well, if you want to <laughs> put other names. But um, that's a different argument, different story. Yeah. <laughs> but at least we had one behind closed doors on match under our belts. Players yeah. got some minutes, yep. and it's another step up in preseason. Every article you hear, you can hear about yeah. Joe Dennis looking amazing. Yeah, he's training the house down. Training the house down. I think every person preseason, if they're not injured, is training, training the house down. down. So, <laughs> well, Jack Jack Billings was having a special preseason, apparently, according to John Ralph. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it was John Ralph, but yeah, he's, he's going to do have a special year apparently, which is a big rap. <laughs> I take it that that means he'll play more midfield time. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. And he won't be wasted up for yeah, it. Well, that's, that's right. <laughs> Saints fans have been waiting oh. a while for Billings to do something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Leads us in, I guess, to the JLT. So this Friday it kicks off seven ten against West Coast. Yep. Leaderfield Oval. Very exciting. The following match, uh, Thursday the seventh of March. At Kidney Park yeah. against Essendon. I have not been sure here in decades. <laughs> so I'm just happy the fact that they're going to have to drive down the M1. Yeah. yeah. That's just something they haven't done in a while. Yeah. Good oh. on them for making the trip. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Obviously, yeah, the JLT is going to be a great chance for us to see these kids for the first time because I'm sure we would have all seen their faces at training. Mm. But seeing them in a jumper for the first time is a different experience altogether and I'm sure they'd really appreciate it and want to get into that team to prove that they can play round one. Mm. Um, but, the, yeah, there's probably a couple of kids from last year, like Constable, that yeah. probably is probably is rightfully... We well, got robbed of a couple of games. I would have thought mm. he probably deserved a game at one point and he'd be wanting to be there at the first bounce of the game against West Coast saying, pick me. Mm. And that's what it's for. That's, mm-hmm. that's why they do it. <laughs> would you put... From your knowledge, Zach, mm. Chook in round one? Well, yeah, definitely. Well, we remember Daniel Gower last year said Chook was the one he rated most highly and we were mm. quite surprised he didn't get a game also. I think mm. most of us were. I think I could have seen him slot in once or twice, three times for a game. He was killing the VFL. He was, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So there's a lot on the line. I mean, a lot of these fringe players, whether they're first year or not, they've got a lot to prove. Like Mark O'Connor, he's not a first mm. year player, but his spot would be definitely yeah. uncertain for yeah. sure. Yeah. So there's, there'd be a good, I reckon, 10 dozen players that have got a lot to play for in the JL too. Mm. And even the players that did play last season, the rookies, Jones, his, his contract runs up at the end of the year yeah. as well. So he still has to prove himself. Yeah. So it doesn't stop for the. Mm-hmm. For the, the people that did get a, a significant or an amount of games last year, I guess. Don't even start on the rocks. Yeah, yeah well, it's well, just a revolving yeah. door. Like, <laughs> is it, like, is Smith, like, what's Smith doing? I haven't really mm. heard much from him in the preseason. Mm. I've been probably hearing more about Darcy Fort, mm. um, which I wouldn't mind seeing getting early games because he's a mature age player mm. and good old rabbit. So, <laughs> Smith's, <laughs> back. <laughs> Smith's back rock. problem. Do we know for sure if that's been done and dealt with, or is that not not sure? I haven't heard anything too much about it, so 
He's been training, so he's obviously in a decent condition if he's able to train. But I think Stanley's in the number one spot from what you hear, mm. and Ford could well move ahead of Zach Smith, I think. Yeah. That was one of the points, I think, of selecting Darcy Ford. Ford. Yeah, yeah. When he's I mean, a recruited 26-year-old from who's applied his, his trade in yeah. the high leagues interstate. And as, as we know, Ruckman take a lot of time to develop. Okay, and yeah. Same as Key Fords that they... Like they're 21, 22 and brought yeah. in and unless you're one of the, the lucky ones that there's an argument Braden Proust could yeah. <laughs> fill, mm. fill a void somewhere. But, yeah. yeah. But the main thing is for Fort or the thing I'm asking is like why would we get someone like that if we don't intend to play him? Yeah. yeah. Same, same relatively with exactly soon. Same exactly. with Ryan Abbott. Like he came in for the Richmond game last mm. year and had an immediate impact, impact when we needed him yeah. and kicked two goals and was fantastic. I loved that. We lost the game. game. Yeah, it was... I loved him. The grid he showed against yeah. Nankervis was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was punching yeah. out him. It was great. There was a fantastic photo that I remember. <laughs> 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 took a certain that someone on the panel. <laughs> took a certain someone on the Kenya Cloud panel took a good photo. <laughs> yeah. no, <laughs> Mate, it was, it was an incredible his, photo. Um, it was an incredible, um, incredible photo. Courage taking up um, Nank and yeah, if, if Fort comes in and, and just has a crack. Does the same sort of thing. Yeah. Plays, you know. Yeah. Plays with this uh, hunger, fighting spirit, yep. the uh, the gladiator mentality that we've talked about <laughs> yeah. many times before. You know, mm. Mm. yeah, that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. I just can't wait for footy to be back. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm keen yeah. for Friday. <laughs> Friday nights, yep. Kick it off. We yep. will also be doing a, a KC Supercoach League yeah. this year as well. Yeah. So there will be a prize given for the winner. Beat us. We'll be all one team. Yeah, the panel of four or five that will be doing the KC team. So we've got not one person, but five minds to pick and choose for this. It's four on the panel today. Yep. Give us a crack. Beat us. <laughs> and we'll give you a prize. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea for sure. <laughs> we'll obviously get the uh, league details out as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. So we'll, po- we'll post that on... Social media pages. Once, once probably we make our team, so the league doesn't fill up without us. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time, I think. Yeah. We'll see you after JLT and see who plays then. Talking points yeah. and more AFLW chat. Yeah, I'm sure and there'll be plenty to get out of the yeah, JLT. Yeah, be, yeah. Lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. And and the uh, the How good's Charlie Constable. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already know he's rather good. Um, the. <laughs> The wheels will be turning on a new season and, you know, before we know it, it'll be in full gear, in uh, top gear again. Yep. Look forward to it this Friday night. Keep it on. We'll be on Fox Sports, so get yeah. it on. Yep. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Cheers for the chat. Thank you. No Thanks, man.